Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. The P.I.P., that is me, and we are back in the studio for episode A.D. Ooh-wee! Yeah, making milestones, baby. But um, yeah, I kicked that off with Nate Dog and Warren G., uh, nobody does it better be, uh, in honor of the late, great Nate Dog because uh, a couple days ago was the 10-year anniversary of his passing. So RIP to Nate Dog. Um, and yeah, so uh, we got a lot of st- fun stuff to talk about for you tonight. And uh, I guess we can just kick it off with the beer that we're drinking tonight. The beer that we're drinking. All right. So let's kick it over to uh, Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. Uh, there's a location, you know, in Court Town, not Court Town, but uh, in Detroit, in Cass Corridor, and there's a couple. Lo- there's a location in Arbor as well. Uh, I just want to throw it out there. Shout out to them who actually specialize in normally sours, but uh, we have a little bit of something different. We have a wit beer from them called Casa Blanca, Casa Blanca Blanca. Casa Baza Blanca. Casa Baza Blanca. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. It's a little, you know, throws me off a little bit. But the Casa Blanca, Casa Baza Blanca is a low-calorie <laughs> farmhouse white ale. It's a low-calorie farmhouse white ale brewed in Belgium's Bière Blanche tradition. Uh, spiced with orange peel and coriander, you'll find it ref- refreshingly tart with a wonderfully dry finish. A year-round favorite for sure. And I read that off untapped.com's description, and you can follow us on untapped at beats underscore and underscore brews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, while we are getting a little sip of this, I've got a few birthdays, so we're going to run down a few uh, little clips here for you, but I'm going to kick it off with um, Sister Rosetta Tharp, who is uh, one of the originators and inventors of rock and roll music. Responsible for Elvis' whole sound, let's be yep, honest. That's Come for on sure. That's for sure, uh, whose birthday is on the 20th, so I'll give you a little bit of her, and also a little bit of Sly Stone, and also a little bit of, there was one more I had, uh, Manny Fresh. And Danny Brown. (laughs) And Danny Brown, that's right. (laughs) And it would be Chester Bennington's birthday. (laughs) Jesus, man, that's a lot of them. (laughs) Well, here's a few songs at least we'll give you. I feel so bad in the morning. In the morning, I feel so bad in the middle of the day. Yeah. I feel so 
spire I'm going to the river to wash my sins away I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the riverside down by the riverside down by the riverside lay down my heavy load down by that's down by the riverside here's yeah. a little sly stone I get high on you Danny Brown, 25 bucks. Jeezy and Manny Fresh. Birthday to all them peoples, like and rest in peace to Char uh, Chester Bennington. I'm sorry, that was like a frenzy of uh <laughs> of music. Yeah, that was like <laughs> just thrown at us. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, it was a record good, for us for sure. But yeah. dude, actually, I'm pleasantly surprised by this beer. So I thought it was. I'm not. A, I was just talking to E Man on the way here that I'm not a big fan of um, IPA. I mean, I'm sorry, not IPA. Citrus, um, no, like it's citrusy like, beers. Like, like, so I don't really like anything with like orange or like something. Yeah, like I'm that not a big fan of like Oberon yeah. or Blue Moon or stuff like that. And so when he gets this, I didn't really read the description until he got it, and it says 
um, Nobody brewed with orange peel and coriander, and um, it definitely can taste that, but it's kind of got like a little bit more sourness to it, which I like. like it's, it's like tart. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a tartness to it. It's like a tart or like a sourness, which mm. Jolly Pumpkin specializes in sour, so... Mm. I wasn't actually expecting. I'm like, as soon as I read this, I'm like, this is kind of out of pocket for Jolly Pumpkin. But I think nope. it actually tastes pretty and good. And then we taste it, and I'm like, okay, I, I see what they did. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, it's nice and sweet and uh, tart. I've been kind of going after those kind of sours and stuff. No, lately, it's like so. right on the whip beer money too, where it's like light and crisp, uh-huh. and then it like hits you with like a little bit of like a sucker punch of sour. Yeah. But like a sucker punch in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Like was very the, subtle. Was the Gretchen Whit beer the only other one we've had before? The only other Whit beer. Whit beer, had? Yeah, yeah, I think Gretchen Whit beer from uh, EMBC. I'm trying to go an episode without mentioning EMBC, <laughs> but hey, what else? <laughs> <laughs> it's but easy to mention. Yeah. Them a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it tastes really good. I like it, and um, yeah, uh, I would definitely drink this again. Um, did, did it say what the percentage was on it? Uh, I believe it was four point eight. Yeah, four point eight. A little lighter than. Uh, I mean that's a wit that's wit beer though. Yeah. Wit beer is light and crisp, mm, like gotcha. ideally it's supposed to be. So yeah, well, good. German I like wheats. It. Well, um, do you want to call Gabe now since we were talking about uh, talk to uh, uh, Mr. The Tour. October? I mean not Oktoberfest. Oberon Day. And yeah, stuff? Oberon Day. If you are listening in the Michigan area, then you are well aware that Oberon Day is a holiday, uh, pretty much in this state. <laughs> it usually symbolizes the birth of spring and hopefully tigers open opening day which i think it's april 1st but we're gonna call gabe and he should explain all of that to you guys forgot to ask man how are you doing by the way i'm doing pretty good man <laughs> i feel a little tired right now because i got my vaccine today so um i'm just feeling a little sleepy but I think that's mostly because I was up late last night, so I don't know. <laughs> but gotcha. I feel pretty good. What about you? Uh, you know, I got my partial vaccine last week. Yeah, I uh, guess I got part of mine, too. Yeah. I'm cool, man. I was actually at a video shoot with Breeze and uh, Hypo yeah, uh, last I, night. Yeah, I was curious so to ask you to how that was. Shows, shout out to those guys. It was it was fun, man. I, I forgot that. I feel like the Dave Chappelle skit where he was talking <laughs> about, like, rapper weed is stronger <laughs> than, like, the average weed. Especially around those I two. I had to bail out. Like, not, like I didn't even – I don't think I said bye to anybody, and I apologize for that if anybody <laughs> listening to this. I'm like, I just had to go. Sometimes you just <laughs> got to go, bro. Like, Sometimes like, you just got to go. like, yo, it's, I mean, uh, it's like 9 o'clock. I'm <laughs> like, damn. Like, 21-year-old me is calling me a bitch right now. <laughs> all right, let's get all Gabe on the phone, guys. Shout out Breeze and Hypo. Ready for that new music. Yep, a uh, single was called Cul-de-Sac. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Are you in the video? Yes. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> yeah. I think. Shout out to Bone, who shot it, by the way. C-Bone? No, oh. not C-Bone. Hey, what's up? Yo, yo. The Gabe. What up, G? That's me. Hanging, man. You know how it is. I got you, man. Living that quarantine life. <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> Ah, she gave. So let's talk about Oberon Day, my friend. Yeah, so Oberon Day is officially tomorrow, from Ooh. what I read. And uh, there is going to be a live stream, I believe, from Bell's Brewing Company oh. from starting at noon. Uh, just kind of celebrating Oberon Day. It's supposed to be an hour long. Uh, I did a little research. I discovered that... I'm sure some of you may know that Oberon used to be called Soul Sun. Uh, I didn't. Know. I actually Bell didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah. No, no. That's what it was originally called, Soul Sun. Huh. And Larry Bell had to legally change the name because 
there was a suit filed against him by the Mexican brewery Soul. Yeah, S-O-L. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, so he had to he you know he had to legally change the name. So the name Oberon comes from the Shakespeare play. I can't remember the name of the play off the top of my head, but he played a character called Oberon. And uh, it turns out it's such a big deal in the state because it always gets released the day before opening day, and it's usually gone by the end of the World Series. Um, Oberon generally gets sold, like, year-round in, like, sunnier states, but, you know, in Michigan it's kind of a big deal because it's, like, the, you know, the opening day beer. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I mean, you know, I mean, Bell's is a Michigan brewery, so, you know, it's kind of closer to home, so we treat it as, like, you know, ours. Bell's is, like, we are to beer what California is to marijuana. It's, like, we have, like, all the I mean, California is pretty high in beer, too, though. Are they? Are they? (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're like, top five. But uh, Ober, True, yeah. not Oberon, um, Two Hearted's been like the top beer for like the last like five years, hasn't it? Something like that. Like, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something it's, like three, three or four for sure. Yeah. Two I do too, man. Like so the, tried and true. It's just like the perfect IPA. Yeah, it, it really, really is. is. It really fucking is. Um, it's like my go-to every time I go to the bar, especially in the summertime. It just tastes so good. But um, Shout to Bell. oh yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know any of those things about Oberon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just did a little digging, and that was what I found. It's uh, you know, got quite quite the cool history. That is pretty sweet. Um, Bell's has a pretty cool history too. We ran it down one time on uh, one of the episodes last year. But um, besides that, Gabe, what are you uh, what are you jamming to these days? You got any new music that you've been listening to? Uh, I don't know if one of y'all already mentioned it. My something new is uh, the plugs I met too. Uh, Benny the Butcher. We haven't Ooh, even got there. Oh, we yet. haven't even got that there. That was yet, definitely on my list. Hell to yeah. Talk about. But I yeah. haven't listened. I haven't listened to it yet. But yeah. I'm excited. Isn't it? It's a Harry Fraud the whole, produced Harry the whole Fraud thing. Harry Fraud produced right? the whole thing. Yeah. Oh man, I love Harry Fraud beats. It's like, uh, it's like pure honestly, vacation. Like, I, I've been, I've been listening to it, man. It's just such a such a great great. And Tony album. met Sosa. Yeah, I like that album cover. Yeah. Didn't he have an album cover like that already? I mean, he's had several. I mean, that, that's a Griselda thing to put the bars over the eyes. Yeah, I knew that part, but yeah. I thought he had one that was a similar, like, um, the same movie. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, they probably, they I'm definitely sorry. reference Scarface a lot. In yeah. That label. So. Benny's so good, man. I, he, like, doesn't miss. And it's crazy how many, like, I feel like every other week there's a Griselda album coming out of some, one of their artists. <laughs> I think that was the first one this year. <laughs> It feels like was it the first no, one? No, because Conway had one this year. Did Conway put out. Did yeah. Conway drop? Conway dropped this year. Conway and Westside did. Westside, I don't think dropped this year. I think they all did. Not, not so far. Not in twenty twenty. Boldy did too. Boldy, not in twenty twenty one. Yes, he did. What did he drop? Yeah, he dropped one like uh, like a couple months what, ago. Westside Gone hasn't dropped anything yet. That's what I thought. Okay, I don't think Conway did either, and I know Boldy didn't drop an album. He might have did a single. Oh no! It was um, it was last year. I was That's thinking, what I, I was thought. The price the Ver- of tea in China? No, no, no! I was thinking uh, the Versace tape came out. Oh um, yeah, this year. But it yeah, was, it was like it was August late, or September or some year. shit. Yeah. No, um, I think, I think, uh, I think Benny the Butcher is the first one. That That's what I thought. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in yeah. like the Griselda. Uh, like, an honorable mention, uh, one that I've been meaning to listen to. I started it, but I, I didn't get a chance to really listen to it yet. Is a. Uh, Eleven seventy six, uh, Guap Dad four thousand. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like actually listened to him and Ill Mind, right? Yeah. Ill Mind did the whole did, thing. Did you like it? I think I, it, I like started a song. Yeah, I think that that's the the he goes. It gets dope, and then he goes into like his scam rap type thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like just like credit card fraud. And he's an interesting artist. Like that. Though. Yes, Guap Dad. Guap Dad is an interesting one. I like mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's, he's just yeah. he's in his own thing. Like, there's a Detroit rapper that does like scan raps, kind of like similar to him. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's not my bag necessarily, but like I wouldn't. You know, I like. I you know I listen to it like on occasions and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Um, do you want to stick on the phone while we get into our something old, something new, or uh, what do you got planned? Uh, wait, wait, I got, I got a something old real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, "Worry" by Jeff Rosenstock for my pop punk uh, fanboys out there. Huh? I think Worry. Eman was talking about pop punk earlier. <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got, a pop, I got a pop punk album. I'm gonna do for myself. Well, what was well. the name of it? I'm unfamiliar <laughs> with it. Gabe, say what? What, what was the name of it? I'm unfamiliar with it. The one that you were talking about. It's called about. Worry. Worry? Like, it's called Worry, like, don't worry. Kinda. Oh. It's just called Worry. W-O-R-R-Y. Okay. It's uh, The album cover has a picture of a dude standing in the middle of, like, a bunch of people dancing. He's holding a camera, and he's just, like, excited. What was the name of it's the great. group? Worry. Uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Oh. Uh, R-O-S-E-N-S-T-O-C-K. Got it. Okay, oh, my God. It. It's, it's phenomenal. I, this looks like some Scott. Ever. This looks like a Scott album cover. <laughs> like, off looks, the rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this looks so, like some like, Scott like, shit. Got his, he got his start like, with, like, Scott kind of-ish music, with, like, Bomb the Music Industry and stuff. That that was, like, one of his first projects. So, like, like there, there's some Scott influence in there, too. It's, like, Scott, pop punk kind of thing, you know. It's, uh, it's really good. This, this album is, like, one of my favorites ever, and I've been listening to it a lot lately. It's such a great album. Sweet. Well, we're Thank gonna you. play a little bit of it after we uh, hang up with you. You got, you got a particular song you want to play? Ooh, 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 oh. That's a four ooh's um, and a frick. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with uh. It, it's it's kind of hard because sometimes the songs like lead into each other, so they right. may not start. Similar, but uh, I would say um, either one of the first two songs. Uh, the first one is We Beg to Explode, and the second one is called Pasras. Um, those are both great. Pasras kind of, I would probably go with Pasras, the second song. Pasras, oh, okay. track two, got it. All right, I will. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going to have to hang up with you so I can play that because I don't think we can do the phone call and play the music at the same time. But um, good picks. I have never heard of this one, so I'm excited to give it a little listen. If it sucks, right, I'm coming right for on. you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Enjoy your all Oberons right, and have a good one, all right? Hey, you too, boys. Take it easy. Later. All right. With that being said, since it's fresh and I've got it pulled up here, here is Pash Rash from the album Worry by Jeff Rosenstock.
That's pretty I'm cool. Throwing, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I, I like it's it. It's got my cosign. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's pretty good. There. It, it's got like some scotch too. That brought me back to like like early 2000s when I was really into like pop punk music and shit. And I would go to like the fucking Warp tour. I went to Warp tour in like eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's yeah, like, I like that. Good, good call, Gabe. Well, you can't Gabe, do this yet. Well, you know, well, Gabe will listen back to it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, thanks, Neil. Like four days later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that w- with that being said, then that's gonna we'll just roll right into me and E-Man's um, something old, something new, and I believe I think I made you kick it off last so time. So that means you take so it, my guy. So I will go with it this time, and I am going back to um, October 29th of 1996 when Ghostface Killa's very first album came out, Iron Man, which I love, and it's featuring Cabadano and Raekwon. Per usual, the Wu Tang guys always rolling a pack. Um, and I think it's obvious the reason that I chose this one is because uh, last night um, Raekwon and Ghostface Killer had their versus battle. So I was kind of throughout the week going back and listening to, you know, their older music and uh, getting myself a little prepared and hyped up for it. And man, I just really, really love this album. Um, all the whole thing is really good. I think it was my first introduction to um, like solo music by Wu Tang members, honestly. Well, maybe Method Man was first, but I think I think this one was close after that for me and i got really into wu-tang through this album um the skits on there like all the skits are awesome like uh it's all the whole thing is just put together really well um and of course you got all the the, the classic wu-tang guys on there a lot of cool like soul samples and stuff in the beats but um yeah let me uh pull one up so i can play it and uh, you can decide for yourself that battle last night was pretty sweet, by the way. I didn't get to see the whole thing yet. I had to pause it because I, I, w- I got to catch like the first like beginning of because I was at the video shoot when it started. And by the way, that was the very first verses I ever seen to start on time. So I know that them, was crazy. The way, right? Yeah, they actually started on time. I was not expecting that. I'm like, I'm still at the video shoot. I'm like, all right, it's gonna start at like nine nine thirty ish. No, that bitch was prompt. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and their DJs were on point. Man, they sounded great. Uh, um, they were Raekwon and Ghost were rapping back and forth, so it was kind of more like a concert, like we expected it to be. So that was really dope. I was really excited to see how. Uh, oh, and they looked great too. They're both in like really good shape right now. Yeah. Like, it looked like Raekwon lost some weight. Um, it looked like Ghostface was in well fighter shape. He's such a big dude. Like it's so funny when they're standing next to each other because he like towers over Raekwon. He's so fucking tall. But um, without any further ado, here's a little bit of. Um, one of my favorite songs of theirs. This is Ghostface, Raekwon, and Cappadonna, Iron Maiden, off of Iron Man. What you doing on our turf, punk? Got a message for Smokey. Give it. You a Smokey man? Give I it. I love a skit. If you ain't Smokey, ain't your motherfucking message. <laughs> motherfuck, I said give me the message. <laughs> it's from Willie in the slam. Nigga, you been busted. Yeah, the man picked me up. Well, I ain't got no fucking time to play with you. Now give me the message. Willie's in Warwick, doing one to three. Told me to tell your motherfuckers to keep cool. <laughs> he be out one way or another. Quick. Maybe I can stick around for a while. No, that's out, man. You know, what can we, the Lord, do with a punk like you? Kiss my ass, motherfucker. Burn him. <laughs> Just me and you, motherfucker. Just me, me and you. you. I put trademarks around your fucking eyes. <laughs>
Gambino niggas who swipe this. Deluxe rap cavaliers. Bitches who still biz. Give me this. Sit back, jollying. My team be gaming like three club rallying. Drugs, Somalians, volleying. Nitty rap, stay crocheting. And yo, iron. These niggas portraying, but half be paying. For real. Slide on these niggas like fresh beer. Season face now. That's a little bit of Iron Maiden. I could have gone a little bit longer, yeah, but yeah. that skit's funny, so I had to play that in the beginning, too. But, um, yeah, shout-out to Raekwon and Ghostface, man. Y'all killed that, and it's got me excited to listen to your music all week this week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my something old. What did you have this week? I feel like the stars aligned for my something old I know, old that's funny, week. right? It's crazy. So, like, let me, let, me, let me break it down for the listeners here. So, at my, at my work, they had like a pop punk playlist going on. Ah, right? that's why Gabe got it. Just like a there. bunch of different like things going on. That's probably why Gabe got yeah. into it too. Like <laughs> it's just like stuff like that. Like I'm like, man, I haven't been listening to pop punk in so long. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna go check this out. And then I guess Gabe called, and there's some other stuff happening. But honestly, it led me to go down to like one. Of, oh, you know what? Another one. I saw this meme, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like this meme about. Oh, how Gen Z talks about millennials and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was like millennials in 2006 were, you I know, the, the raw yeah. phase and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like in, with the long hair and the bangs. Yep. It made me think of like one of the greatest emo pop punk albums of all time, which oh, yeah. was My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Yeah. <laughs> so it led me, all that led me to this wormhole right here. Yeah. Man. All right. So I remember when I first heard of My Chemical Romance, like most people was like the Helena single in their first album. This one was the one. This was probably I like that album. This album more than I do this or that one personally, just because more singles were on it were fired. The actual story and concept were behind it. Yeah, they had a uh, cool music video for "Welcome to the Black Parade." They too. did. They had a really solid one. Uh, as far as stats go, uh, according to their wiki page for this album, "The Black Parade" has received generally favorable reviews as the band achieved its first number one single in the UK with "Welcome to the Black Parade." The album has debuted at number two on both the Billboard 200 and the UK album charts. That's and funny. The, the Ghostface one was the exact same position, too. That's funny <laughs> as fuck. And it's also certified triple platinum in the United States Ooh. by the uh, RIAA mean? and the UK, uh, United Kingdom BPI, as well as gold certifications in Argentina, Chile, and yeah, Argentina and Chile. Uh, the limited edition box set also earned My Chemical Romance a Grammy nomination, and four singles were released from the album, which were Welcome to the Black Parade, Famous Last Words, I Don't Love You, and the one we're going to play and my personal favorite on the album, Teenagers. All right. Well, with that being said, I guess I will roll right into it. Here is, as he just stated, Teenagers off of uh, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Clean up your looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son, so they can watch all the things you do. Because the drugs never work, they're gonna give you a smirk, cause they got methods of keeping you clean. They're gonna rip up your heads, yo! To shreds, another cog in the murder machine. They said, I'm teenagers scared the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as I want to bleed. So, talk in your clothes, I'll talk a violent post. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me. The boys and girls in the clique, the awful names at the stick. You're never gonna 
That song is fucking awesome. I forgot about that yep, song. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, I'm going to go back and listen to that album now. That is a good album. I always really liked that single, um, Welcome to the Black Parade, as well. I think that's a really good song. No, man, it was a great album. Yeah, uh, it really 2006 is. 2006 was an interesting time. I was a sophomore in high school, you know, like most people. Yeah. I had just gra- I was like, one year out of high school. I was in freshman year of college. <laughs> It's wild, right? I know. Damn. That's crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, we'll roll right into something new. I had one full album that I listened to and then a few Lucy's. Um, actually, only a couple Lucy's. But anyways, um, the one that I'm really excited about that I listened to three fucking times last night was um, Coda the Friend, um, rapper out of Brooklyn, New York, um, made an album with also fellow New Yorker Static Selecta, did the production on the entire thing. And that album is called um, uh, To Kill a Sunrise. And it is exactly what I expected out of them. It's because Coda is an interesting rapper because he is from New York, but he sounds very West Coast. Like all of his music sounds like it's real like beachy kind of shit. And um, this album kind of falls into that as well. And it's really jazzy. I love Static's like super jazzed out beats on here. And then Coda's lyricism is just phenomenal. Like, I'm really, really excited about it. I'll be listening to it all summer. It's got a definite summer vibe. To That's, it. you know, you and Gabe both like Coda the Friend. I've never literally sat down and listened to He's him. He's like really that. talented. I, I, I always wanted to, and it's not a knock on him. I just never really, like, mm-hmm. sat down and listened to him. This will be the perfect opportunity for all you because right. this album is solid. I'll check it out. Um, But, yeah, he's... He's been around for a little bit, but um, he's not very like big on the mainstream level or anything. He's still pretty underground. Um, but I'm I'm a big fan. I think actually I had to credit Birch on that one. My best friend Birch out in Seattle has sent me code of the friend for the first time. So, yep, that was my something um, new. Um, so I will play you guys a little bit of it. Let me pull it up here. Quota. That's going to be in my head all week now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, it was in my head for a week. That's why it's about something over yeah. right now. <laughs> um, here's a song I really liked off it called The Love, Code of the Friend and Static Selecta, To Kill a Sunrise. Static Selecta. <laughs> Is it the love? Is it the Show my people something different And be a god in light when others just don't see their vision I feel it's only right, I'm grateful for the way I'm living I come from people ravaged by war Post-traumatic discord Trying harder not to add to my wrongs Hoping the plague shadow passes my door I am my grandfather Smile big and demand honor Chugging Sam logging and never flip for a damn dollar A little fucked up in the head cause this world's sick Copped a couple acres looking up like boy this land ours and they ain't taking it from us We own it all off the strength Nothing faking my come up Making sure the bird's the only thing that's waking my son up I'm thinking jaw daily, sun up to sun up We really do it for the love The love keep you going when the weather getting rough The love keep you focused when you really wanna run The love give you motive when you feeling like you done Like you done 
That's a little bit of the love from Code of the Friend Static Selecta. Dope. Yep, yep, yep. That shit um, was dope. Right? I'll check it out. Yeah, man, he's good. He's got really good fucking lyrics, and it's really like it's a very soothing album. It's not like super. There's not no like really hype tracks on it. It's more like a chilled out <laughs> like, type oh, of vibe. Oh, sorry, yawning. Uh, <laughs> it was like more like lo-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. It's got that kind of vibe. I've been it. actually, you know, I actually been sleeping a lo-fi more. Like I should say. No, because I, I I usually do like the like rain sounds uh-huh. or uh, I, I hate white noise. I can't. Do I can't do the white noise, noise either. But rain sounds or something like uh or crickets or something like that is always kind of dope. But I really been getting the lo-fi lately yeah I'm like yeah it's great i gotta stop like i need to do something like that to like to change the narrative in my dreams because i'm always watching shit like i've been obsessing over peaky blinders so i've been watching peaky blinders so much i keep falling asleep and having these fucked up dreams about like mobsters trying to come and get me <laughs> dude i had one of those occurrences that happens in the movies in my dream where like i f- i like that these bad guys were coming to get me right but i woke up from my dream and i locked my bedroom door but that was actually part of my dream, too, because I woke <laughs> up later on and my bedroom door was still wide open. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, so Code of the Friend, uh, Tequila Sunrise, that was mine. And now I will kick it over to you for your something new. I got a couple. Gabe named two out of them, though. And another one I kind of want to talk about, even though I haven't listened, just because I love the singer so much. Uh, but the first one would be Benny the Butcher, Plugs I Met too, yeah. which was a great project. I'm, you know, I'm a big Griselda fan. Uh, Two Chains, Fat Joe, French Montana, Jim Jones, Rick Hyde, and Chinks were the features on, on that Holy album. crap. Uh, whole album was produced by Harry Fraud from start to finish. I actually went to 12 Oaks Mall on Friday because I had a day off. Uh-huh. And I was literally just listening to the whole, because I, I was on a big mission to find some a new pair of shoes, and I just ended up wearing the shits online. But I was just walking through the mall listening to the whole album. And it was just the whole feel of it was dope. I mean, I like the I like the photo of him uh, or Tony meeting yeah. uh, Sosa. Yeah. For, you know, from our Scarface fans out there, uh-huh. that's actually the first track off the album is when Tony met Sosa. <laughs> so Dude, it's kind of a big deal they have dope. French yeah. Montana and Jim Jones on the same track. They used that to is a huge that deal. Team. Yeah, <laughs> that that goes under. I mean, for you know, for you know, your hip hop heads, if you know the New York, you know, the New, I, I can't get into New York business, but. Mm-hmm. The beef between Jim Jones and French Montana that was a that was a big thing for a while, so it was cool to see them on the same track. That is cool. Uh, second one was the Guap Dad album, which was dope. And I, I talked about that, and it was like a lot of a lot of the scam rap on there towards the end. But Guap Dad's one of those like hybrids that you know he can sing, he can he can uh, rap, he can do a bunch of different shit. Like where mm-hmm. it's just like versatile with his voice. So he kind of reminds yeah. me of um, oh shit, now it's escaping my brain. Uh, I gotta think of it and get back to you. I can't remember the name of this dude right now, but there's I know I'm, I know the lane you're talking He's about. He's very versatile. Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh man, I don't I don't know what you're gonna hit me with. Like and that's and he kind of sticks to those like kind of like lo-fi-ish type beats mm-hmm. too. So, what one off this uh, Benny project should I play? Uh, off the Benny Butcher project, we can go with let's go with the Fat Joe one. Take take a talking yeah, back. Okay. Yeah, okay, hell yeah. Here's a little bit of Benny the Butcher and Fat Joe, produced by Harry Fraud. Off the plug, I met too. I know that sample off the rip, right? The musica the Harry Fraud. So I'm talking back. Butcher coming, nigga. So I'm talking back. Somebody gotta go. So I'm talking back. It ain't gonna be me. Uh, 
Don't put no faith in no nigga, put no faith in no bitch. I was in a cell thinking about ways to get rich. All these chains on my neck, I'm still a slave in a sense. Been Frank on a hundred, but my face on a brick. You can't tell me shit unless you ran your paper up. Bought the weight, they took it out of state on a mega bus. Grow around snakes, you relate to us. Looking out for niggas that I couldn't get a favor from. Shots hit you, doc, stick you with a staple gun. You not a gangster till they put you in a paper once. I know a gangster when I'm looking in the face of one. Million dollar appetite, it's like I got a taste for one. Ah, I really had to clean this dope. You ain't a boss, everybody on your team just broke. It was either starve or sling this coke. 30 bands worth of jewels on with seats and coach, nigga. Uh, dope money talking to me, so I'm talking back. Woo. My God, that's right. a, that's a smash right there. That is that beat is amazing. Harry Fraud, you are doing amazing things. Um, yeah, that is awesome. And then let's see, let's pull up this Guap Dad one. And then real quick, uh, I didn't listen to this one, but I can talk about it because I love him as a singer. But the Serge Tannikin from uh, System of a Down oh, okay. dropped a solo EP. Uh, he dropped a five track. He, f- he dropped a five piece with us. Nice. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to him. I haven't listened to it yet, but. You know, I, as I talk about System of a Down, it's one of my favorite bands, period. So I, which, I will plan on checking it out. Which one of these Guap Dad tracks should I play? Uh, let's go Dealer's Choice, whatever you want to play. Okay, let's see. I know I heard part of one the other day. I'm trying to think which one it was. Ooh, he's got Buddy on here. Yeah, I like he does buddy. have Buddy on let's here. Let's do that Shout one. Shout out to Buddy. I'm going to play. Here's PlayStation featuring Buddy and then it's Guap Dad and Illmind's album. Frequently, constantly traveling. I feel like Machiavelli right now. I get around. <laughs> I get around. Yeah. London, Indian, Patty, Africa, Italy. Racking up frequent fly miles. I get around. Yeah. I get around. Would you love? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, the Guap Dad project was dope. That's really good. Um, all right, well, I had one more. It wasn't an album, but just a Lucy that, man, I, everything this guy drops is like impresses me more and more and more. And he kind of falls into this category with Guap Dad, too, because he's very unique um, in the way that he makes and crafts his music. So let me pull it up real quick here. Um, and it's the new pra- project out of Maryland artist IDK, um, and this song is called Just Like Martin, and here is a little taste of it for you. All right. Playback. Turn it up a little bit. Get the message, know you ain't cause we ain't texting. If we ain't 
might have to get to step it. Just like Martin, 40k booking, that's where I'm starting. Where the valet at? Hit the brake, pull up, that's where I'm parking. Where I stay at? In the hills, that's where I play at. All black beamer. Next year, it's an all black Maybach. When the last time you seen a nigga this fine with a mind so smart and a future this bright? Bitch, give me that pussy like Webby, I'm tired for the next three hours right now, feel fine. Bitch, niggas all on my line, cause I'm on my grind. Bitch, niggas sleeping on me full like a full time. Bitch, nigga with a good deal like a Groupon. Cause all the labels know that homie don't play that. This a lesson. Oh man, IDK, you're awesome, dude. Your, your word play and. Is I just remember incredible. him from like what was the I was very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a was it a mixtape? It was an album. Was it an, an album? album? Yep. Yeah, 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 it was on services. So yep. yeah, it was an album. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting better and better and better too, man. Every album that he puts out, I love. I like guy. that serial song he got with uh, JID. That shit yeah, was fire. That shit's sweet yeah. as hell too. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, shout out to IDK. Um, was there anything? Let's just go to the homepage real quick. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Um. I don't think I did. Um, oh, there was one more, one more Lucy that I wanted to play. Um, um, because my man Saba is back out with a couple new tracks, and I am a big, big fan of Saba. He's out of Chicago. If you're unfamiliar with him, he is an MC, and um, this song is called Ziploc slash Rich Don't Stop. Oh no, the first one's Ziploc, I'm sorry, and then the second one is Rich Don't Stop, but I'll just play the first one. California when I found out about a piece of me all this solitude around I'm starting to see when I'm alone the shit I think I come from the part of town I talked about but talk your outline if you clean I can't go outside today that shine of fade and that go along with my peace all the energies and entities and people that just want shit from me I can't make this up the luxuries of being broke as fuck but escaping not to sound ungrateful about your blessings but my best days are in my pen I've been working like a slave and pride Say now look behind and I'm like bad And it in the Zedlar When I got a wristwatch Cop another wristband Anytime I wrist my life That's a little bit of ziplock out of Saba Dope Alright uh we should get into our second phone call while we're at it Yes sir let's right, do that call, uh my uh, so I had the pleasure of writing for Beers for Everyone which is ran by our call, like our gonna be caller uh Lindsay Keto nice. and she's calling from Hawaii so Let's give her a call and just hear a story about how, you know, Beers for Everyone came about. Hello? Hey. Hey. Hey, welcome to Beats, Brews, and Points of View. So I'm talking to Lindsay, correct? Yes, hi. Hey. All right. Uh, I'm glad to have you on. I'm finally glad to be talking to you. So. Yes, thank you for having me. No problem. Glad you uh glad you were able to contact you. It's got to so, be what like five hours earlier there in uh in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, it's what like two o'clock probably. Um, I'm actually in Las Vegas. Uh, oh, you're in uh, Vegas. Oh. Las Vegas. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not in Hawaii, but yeah, it would be uh, like five or six hours ahead. Gotcha. You guys would be five or six hours ahead. Uh, gotcha. Right. I'm Neil, by the way. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Neil's Hi, my Neil. roommate and co-host. 
cool. Yep. All right. Uh, so I want to see if we can get like a little insight from you actually about the Beers for Everyone project and just how it came to be and just the purpose behind it. Sure, sure. Yeah. So like, um, like many of us, uh, uh, beer was always something that we enjoyed um, to be around, but it wasn't always the most comfortable environment. Um, and I've been probably obsessed with craft beer for like 10 years now. Um, and uh, throughout that entire time, it's always been kind of noticeable that I was an outsider, even within a community that I loved. And it was at times really heartbreaking to be you know, the only brown person in a room full of white people. And even though I love those people, it still was that, you know, something was missing and it just didn't feel as comfortable as it probably should have. So I guess I've always wanted to kind of make this a space where personally I felt more comfortable and where people that looked like me would feel comfortable being um, and joining. Um, So uh, I just... One day it was like, this is what I'm going to do. So uh, I started Beers for Everyone, and um, it originally started as uh, a way to represent the people on Instagram um, and the beer community. And um, I noticed that a lot of people that were being reposted on these accounts were very much the same type of people, and there wasn't much diversity involved in um, the way that they represented the community, and, and that made me really frustrated because our community is full of a lot of diverse characters you know not just racially but you know like they there were a lot of times where they wouldn't show queer queer folk on these uh reposted accounts and uh it was just really evident that that it wasn't a space that was made by us so uh i felt that there was a need so i started doing these repostings um, and then I realized it was more than that that needed to be done, where um, it was about education and uh, it was about inviting in the majority into a space where we could all converse and create an understanding of where we would like to be. Um, so that's kind of where it's at now. And uh, there's a lot of things in the works, but um, I'm really proud of where it has gone in the last like 11 months. Um, and I think we've come out with some really good content and connected with a lot of really good people who uh, hopefully are realizing that diversity is actually a really powerful and beautiful thing that benefits all of us. I'm glad. And I'm honestly, I'm genuinely glad to be a part of it. Like, I really like thank you actually for having me on. Yeah. And I know as an outsider, E-Man has, has expressed uh, similar viewpoints to me as well about, you know, sometimes not feeling like, um, the, it's quite as big of, of a diverse enough place yet, um, but it's kind of getting there, and so that's why I was pretty it's proud of him. Like, when he got his you own just beer don't want to feel like you know, like the token person in right. like the craft beer industry and stuff right. like that. So I mean, exactly. that's yeah. You just don't want to feel like, hey, I'm getting in this industry just because of what I look like, but not just because I'm genuinely passionate about this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, yeah. and when in all honesty, a, a mix-up of cultures makes everything more interesting, honestly. That's why I love living in Detroit. Like, you get so much more than when I was living in Plymouth. It's, like, so whitewashed in downtown Plymouth sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, man, I kind of want to <laughs> get away and see something else, you know? I yeah, like, I mean, like, and, and then you get, like, such better beer out of, like, diverse you know, like, 
collaboration. Yeah, definitely. Why wouldn't people want that? Exactly. I always like to ask this question, too, for, like, people that get into the industry and stuff like that. Like, what was that beer to make you get into craft beer? Mm, Good question. Yeah, so uh, when I was not yet of legal age to drink, um, (laughs) I was at a New Year's Eve party with my family, and they were like, oh, you know, try this Maui Brewing Bikini Blonde Ale. And I was like, nah, Uncle, I cannot. I'm, you know, not 21 yet. (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, your mom's not here. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's New Year's Eve. Why not? And uh, from then on, I was, I was hooked. And <laughs> it was, it was bad but good. <laughs> Neil, what was yours actually? I, you know what? I was trying to think about that when you asked her, and I don't really remember what my first craft beer was. It must be something out of Bell's. I remember Bell's being one of the first ones that I was drinking, but I. When I first started drinking beer, like the craft beer scene wasn't around. It was just like you know Budweiser, or Bud Light. You know, it's like right. everyone, everyone <laughs> people drink. And I I hated beer when I first tried it. I remember like uh, being at a, like a high school party, which no, I wasn't drinking in high school, but no, yes, I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I t- tried I beer the, for the first time. I think the time. statute like, limitations have passed for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I thought it was disgusting, honestly, in the beginning. It took me a while to actually get around to the taste of beer but i mean now i love it i prefer beer more than anything else i think mine was and i found out later that anheuser-busch owns it and i got really disappointed by that (laughs) but it was the wild blue uh blueberry lager was the very first craft beer i that really got me into craft beer because it it was a beer that kind of tasted like wine i'm like i didn't know beer could have blueberries made with it (laughs) (laughs) maybe like i don't know like 20 uh, of not uh, probably not of legal drinking age either when right. I had it, but yeah, yeah. Now it's definitely too hearted. Like too hearted's definitely been my go-to. Like I was saying earlier, but yeah, I don't remember what my very first one was. All right, on a more serious note, and I really and this is the one I really want to ask you about because uh, I've been trying to get just to fathom what's going on in the country right now. But like the violence that's going been going on with the Asian community, I just want to get like your take on that and just what. Like, what's happening in the world right now? Sure, yeah. Like, uh, uh, as a preface, uh, preface, I am a mixed indigenous uh, Kanakamali, Uchinachu, and Japanese woman. So um, I am of part Asian descent. Um, and what's been happening this past week has been horrific. Um, it has been eye-opening in a lot of ways, but at the same time, not surprising at all. Um, this is the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but it was, this is a significant time where it feels like it's changing the way that people are reacting to Asian violence. Um, for the first time, I think people are actually realizing that there's an actual systemic problem with it, as opposed to just glossing it over as an individual one-time, one-off incident. And, uh, well, there are some people who don't agree and that don't realize or don't believe that it, it's a hate crime, but, um, you know, targeting three separate Asian massage parlors is not a coincidence. Mm -hmm, And it's, you know, like, if you want to separate race from the fact that, you know, the only people that died and the only people that were targeted were certain race, then we can, we can digress. But the the fact is that, you know, like, we were targeted and it's not the first time. And uh, since the coronavirus has become such a damper on all of our lives, that has heightened the hate and the aggression towards the Asian communities a lot of times because people have a lot of displaced anger about the 
changes that they're having to, you know, like go through in their lives. And it's causing them to want to direct that anger towards, hey, like it came from China, like it, it came from Asia. So it's their fault, mm-hmm. even though it really isn't. Gaslit by the president, too. Happened. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. yeah like, that calling it the Kung Flu virus and calling it the China, China virus every time he was yeah. on TV. So I feel like it, there's definitely, uh, definitely he has a part to do with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, like half of our country is divided and are really in the belief system that what Trump said was the truth. I'm going to say, please don't call him our president. By the way. <laughs> yeah, <Just> our, our <laughs> former, <laughs> former <laughs> disgraced he, he president. Was never <laughs> no. And, and you, so I was curious, in your experience, is this something that has, you think, gone on for a lot longer um, than just recently and just now it's maybe getting reported on more as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Will Smith said, like, racism isn't happening more often. It's just getting more recorded. Right. And, you know, like, the way that, um, you know, Asian immigrants were treated when they first came into this country you know, years and years and years ago, like it, it has played a systemic part in how history has played out and how that history has created what our present day looks like. So there were, you know, policies and laws in place to oppress Asian populations. And a lot of it was done with propaganda and fear. And that is still something very much a part of our culture. Hmm. And so this is not new at all. But, you know, people people are hopefully finally waking up to the fact that they're all connected and that as a systemic problem, you can't just tackle one in one event at a time. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And it's uh, definitely interesting to learn about. I mean, that I, you don't want to ever say anything that this is good or anything, but it's definitely forcing people's eyes open a little bit. Um, one second. Hey, Eric, it's like buzzing pretty hard. Gotcha. We're having a little bit of a technical yeah. difficulty. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So answer how how was everything so how's everything with uh beers for everyone been going um it it's it's going well i think uh i think the first time somebody has ever pushed back against what we're doing was actually yesterday uh really about one of the uh posts that i i reposted on um stop asian hate and uh, a person on instagram commented back that you know, like, why can't killers just be killers? Why does everybody have to make it about race? It's This wasn't a hate crime. You know, like, people would listen to you guys more if you didn't cloud everything with race. So stupid. And, Such a stupid take. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly and, about and race. So I, I was just like, I I mean, I you're have... missing the point, my guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's disgusting to, to see it happening. And, and uh, it's also uh, probably a little bit targeted towards people's ill view on sex work in this country too, because I know that they said some of them were sex workers that it happened to. So that's uh, another thing that's horrible about it. So, which probably should also get legalized as well, you know? (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's real work. Why Mm -hmm. not legitimize it? Mm -hmm. I mean, like marijuana and everything else that's good in this world, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's countries like Germany that where it's already legal and like you get like taxed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, so hopefully we get a, a wrangle on these things and we start putting some uh people away for this. And it, it's so it's a disappointing too when you see like the 
the police chief get on stage and like minimize it to he was having a bad day. It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how you're going to take this? Like, and then it comes out that the police chief has like, um, like anti Asian rhetoric on his fucking Facebook page and stuff. It's like, it's so, <laughs> white supremacy is so embedded into everything, every aspect of our government and policing and stuff. It's just disgusting. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. like this. It's, it's disgusting. I mean, that could go back to, you mean, 1776 when, like, the Constitution was written oh, yeah. and the founding fathers were, you, you know, come on now. I mean, it's written that like, black people are five, or what is it, three-fifths of a man or some shit like, like that right ridiculous. in the Constitution? And, I mean, this could also go into the royal family, too. And, oh, God, Like, yeah. the term of colonizer. <laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're, this is not that type of podcast. Right, yeah. But, but no, it's, it's, it's definitely there. <laughs> But no, I'm 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 appreciative of you to kind of enlighten us on that because it's um it's definitely important. We we definitely wanted to talk about that on the podcast tonight, so it was good to hear your perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, and like I think one of like the, the main takeaways that I've seen this week is that you know like regardless of whatever motivation people think was behind this guy's shooting. Like, people are in pain, and that can't be erased That's for sure. by saying that it wasn't racially motivated. You know, like, saying that is not going to change the hurt that people feel right now. So, like, we need to, at the very basic level, become human about this and really treat others like we're in pain. And that is something that you need to take into consideration before you open your mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Real quick, before we send you off, what is the craft beer of choice you're drinking currently? I am currently drinking the Red Door Brewing uh, Peanut Butter Imperial Stout and 8.9% ABV. That sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. Peanut Butter <laughs> Stouts are yep, they're, they're yep. terrible to clean up because I know from per- firsthand <laughs> experience just working in a cellar, but they are amazing to drink. Yeah. <laughs> They should work on, yeah. like, a peanut butter cup stout, something that tastes exactly like a Reese's we cup. We literally did that last did? year at Easter Market. <laughs> we literally oh did that God. last year. Oh, man, I We literally did that last October oh, for Halloween, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I love peanut butter cups, especially those ones with the pretzels in them they got now. Oh, God. It's <laughs> my weakness. <laughs> All right, Lizzie. I'm so happy to finally talk to you. Uh, definitely glad to have you on the show as well. And yeah, good luck with all your future endeavors. That's really exciting about your company and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Emmanuel and, and I are going to, like, kick some ass and take over the world. Hell yes, yeah. I'm with it. I will be there supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything you need out of us ever in the future, or you want us to plug on the podcast or anything, feel free to reach out to us, and, you know, we'll be more than glad Just to do Just heightens the platforms. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, that, that would be great. I would love to collab with anybody that is down for – everything that we're doing and then also like i can all you know there's other stuff we'll talk off the air about that but there's other stuff that could be worked out too like other collabs so cool cool yes but thank you again for having me and uh i can't wait to hear what this sounds like yeah it actually you know you saw you're coming in really clear gabe for whatever reason he always sounds like he's in the middle of a warehouse or something he probably is but he always sounds <laughs> like i would like, say because gabe has an android but i'll be also shitting on myself because i have an android <laughs> <Probably> so <is. laughs> Well, yeah, so thanks again, and uh, we will, I'm sure, talk to you soon. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Have a good right, one. Take care. All right, bye. That's pretty cool, man. That's interesting um, Dude, about her company. I'm so happy to be a part of that. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Beersforeveryone.com. Um, I'm a contributor to the website. 
I do a lot of writing as well as there's a lot of other cool articles from different people. There's recipes involving beer, like food recipes. There's just history. There's culture. There's like just stuff going on in the industry. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to be a part of that. So yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah. So now I guess we can kick it right on over into our news segments and we'll kick it off with sports. Um, there's obviously lots to be talked about in sports world with March Madness going on. Yeah, um, Ohio State. Oh, dude, I see you, Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, Ohio <laughs> State. Uh, they got upset already. Purdue got upset by North Texas already. Um, Illinois just lost today to La Jolla, Chicago, which is crazy because Illinois is the number one seed. So that screwed up a lot of people's brackets. Um, that took out a lot of my family in my family pool and bumped me up because I got Gonzaga winning the whole thing. Did you see an, uh, real, real quick going into football since we're talking mm-hmm. sports? Did you yeah. see Matthew Stafford's uh, farewell video to Detroit? No, I didn't. It's pretty Where can good I find actually. It? Uh, it? It's on the Lions website, but you can probably find it on YouTube. Let's see. Um, Matthew Stafford. So I mean, unless video. you know, if you don't guys. Uh, don't watch football or anything. I, I I guarantee we're not the first person to report on this. We're definitely not the last. Well, hopefully, we might be the last. I don't know. It's been like a month. But Matthew Stafford is off to the L.A. Rams. And in the trade, we have Jared Goff. Oops, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jared Goff, uh, two first-round picks and a second-round pick, I believe. Or is it two second-round picks and a third-round pick? Something I'm not like that. sure. It's two second-round picks and a third-round pick, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, I think you're correct. Well, you know what? Let's just rock it. Why not? I mean, this is a Detroit-based show. Let's just play it, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna play. I'm not it. sure how long is it. It's kind of long, so we might, if after a little, we might, bit, might cut, cut a little it bit. We, we give it the Grammy Award speech yeah, treatment. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it the Grammy Award speech <laughs> treatment, and I'm gonna run to the bathroom quick while he starts it off too, because this works out perfect now for me. <laughs> but um, here is a little bit of Matthew Stafford, which you know we all here's still a have little love. Matthew Stafford's we, music. <laughs> <we still> <laughs> 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 yeah. Here's that new, fresh, hot Matthew Stafford. That Matty Staff. <laughs> That's funny. Here you go. I've been thinking a lot about how it all started. Stafford rolls to his right on the run. A long-haired Texas kid from the University of Georgia. Stafford wants to go for it all right here. He throws to the end zone. Touchdown! I'm uh, also going to go to the NFL and then see what uh, that has for me. It's been a lifelong dream for me. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. This city welcomed me with open arms. I'm talking about Detroit. It's special here. Anybody who gets to experience Motown knows what I'm talking about. The history, the attitude, the people. Detroit stands alone. I'm proud to say this is where I started my NFL career. Good eye, Mike. I guess you could say it's where I grew up. In a time when this city had its back against the ropes, you knew it would swing back. This one's for my teammates in the city of Detroit that's on a comeback of his own. It's where I started my family, where I became a husband and a father. This city will always be a part of me. Now, as I navigate this next step in my football journey, it's time to say thank you, Detroit. You've been with me through all the touchdowns, the good times after all of the heartache after all of the frustration after 0 16 
The Lions are back. This team has earned it. You fans have earned it. Put your fist in the air. The Lions are going to the playoffs for the first time since 1999. All the big moments. Again, pocket hole. Steps to his right. Throws deep left sideline. Got Durham out there. He catches it. Inside the 30. Inside the 25. Looks right. Throws. One count. Got him. Inside the five. Into the end zone. They're going to stay inside the one. Pocket. 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 Jesus. I just, I was just mentioning the video. It's all like plays and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like, like okay, Matthew Stafford's leaving. Got yeah. it. All right, that's the thing. But I mean, we so, still, we still shout out to Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Honestly, he's probably gonna get a ring within two years. I, I hope, hope does, so. I, I genuinely wrong. hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, let's see. Oh, In golf, we looking at you. The buffs are on the line, my friend. The buffs <laughs> are on the line. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I don't think that I had anything else for sports news. Did you? Uh, uh LeBron had an injury. He uh, also became an owner of. Uh, oh Boston shit! Red yeah, Sox. yeah. He's a co-owner. Yeah, the the firm he works with, the management firm he works with. I guess they bought the Boston Red Sox. That means LeBron is a co-owner of the Boston Red Sox. Yep, and that so is uh, pretty, pretty sweet. Although I will never, ever, 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 ever support the Boston, Boston Red Sox. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I think yeah, that was all I had for music news. Um, with movies and TV, I've been watching um, a shitload of Peaky Blinders, as I mentioned. So that's pretty much been occupying all of my movies and TV. It's taken me two days to watch the Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh my God! I heard it's like four plus. It's four hours, hours and three minutes exactly. It's taken me two days to watch it, and I still haven't finished. It. I heard that it makes <laughs> the movie a lot better, though. I oh my it God! It's so much better than yeah. the original one. Like that's what I could think about. Like Hollywood, y'all owe Ray Fisher an apology first and foremost. I just want to throw that out there because Ray Fisher like killed this fucking movie. Uh, yeah, it's. It's great from the fa first half I saw. I'm up to the point where I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm up to like halfway through it. It's so much better than Josh Whedon is hiding somewhere right now. Mm -hmm. Just how good this movie is. Josh yeah. Whedon was the original director of Justice League. Oh, okay. And then okay. Zack Snyder was the original. Oh, no, sorry. Josh Whedon took over like the 2017 version, the one that actually came out in theaters and it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But Zack Snyder was the original director, but he left the movie due to some circumstances. But this is his cut getting re-released right now. So That's and cool. it's way better. I'll have to check. Yeah. Well, is it on Netflix? Uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. I'll have to watch that when I get home. Yeah. Um, if you got four hours to spare, watch it. And then also worth mentioning today, um, um, speaking of the Asian community, I wanted to shed, send a shout out and congratulations to Steven Yoon. Uh, that you probably know from The Walking Dead first, but um, he just got nominated for an Academy Award and is the first Asian American actor to ever get that, uh, get a nomination. Which we can talk about. We can go into the Oscar nominations because also in that category you have uh, Riz Ahmed from The Sound of Metal, yeah. who was the first Muslim uh, actor nominated for an Oscar. Let me look up the Oscar. And then what an interesting one, which you have uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. 
for Best Supporting Actor, you have Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Daniel Kaluuya yeah. in the same category. Which is funny because so, he was the lead. <laughs> so I guess how it worked, because I, I was looking this up and then some podcasts I was listening. I think I was pro- it might have been Ebro, but it, oh, I guess yeah, I like how it was was uh, the who the uh, Academy actually gets like a sheet and they nominate what they think that actor's role in the movie is. It's like main lead actor, supporting actor, whatever it may be. I guess too many people came up with supporting actor for one and supporting actor for the other one. And that's how both of them end up in supporting actor. Who do you think that is the, the, the lead? I think, think Lakeith was the lead because it's Judas in the top quarter and the yeah. guy he played was the Judas to yeah. the Black Panthers. Yeah, and it focused yeah. around the informant most of the movie, I think, more so than like than it did, um, you know, uh, Fred Hampton. Um, but anyways, yeah, that. Uh, so shout-out to the Oscar nominations. Oh, also, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. He got nominated as well for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is a good movie. You can go catch it on Netflix. Him and uh, Viola Davis were both really good in it. Um, and then also the oldest nomination, I think they said, which is uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, who got nominated for The Father. Didn't Gary, um, Gary Oldman got nominated for that, too, I believe. Right? Gary Oldman got nominated for Mank. Yeah. Yep, Mank, okay. Yep. Yeah. I, see, I, I haven't seen Mank or, Minis- or Minari, which is the one that Steven Yeun is in. So I need to see those. I haven't seen The Father, either. I've only seen Sound of Metal and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So I got I've never, I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, it's good. It's on with uh, with uh, Viola Davis. Bio Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman yep. Thank you. I, yep. I drew his name. Um, it's it's about like a, she plays like a uh, famous singer, and it's basically about what happens in one single recording session. Like the whole movie set around is this one recording session, and it's uh, really well done. Some really good dialogue and stuff in it. Um, but yeah, so shout out to those people for the Oscars. Um, yeah, I think that was all for the movies and TV. Unless you had anything else that you wanted to mention. Mm, no. All right, well, moving really. on to the music then. And the first thing. Oh, actually, real quick. Fan, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier started back up, started oh, up today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, see that that's, shit. Thank you. Thank, I f- almost forgot. I haven't watched it yet because I'm waiting on Lindsay to watch it. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, Is I've heard nothing. It's Disney Plus, okay. yeah. I've heard nothing but good reviews from it. So, shout out to uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie yeah. for I reprising their like roles. Mackie. He's so, a good actor. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. Um, yeah, so now on to music. Uh, I wanted to quickly mention that Perry Farrell of Jane's Addictions uh, said that it is a possibility that La La Palooza will be happening this year. So um, that is a cool thing. Um, and I, I hope that some, f- I think that what you're going to see an influx about, an E-Man if I, if I talked about this a little bit, because both of us got our v- first round of the vaccine now. I think you're going to start to see va- or concerts and festivals pop back up, but it's going to be like a, you gotta prove you, your. Oh, uh, you gotta you prove that vaccine. you're vaccinated. Yep. Absolutely, yep. I, I see that for concerts. I see that for going to the movies. I see I that for too. flying, like going on flights. I, I see too. all that shit happening. Yep, and I think that will encourage more people to get it too, because like, and I'm not really Black like sports. I can't yeah. tell grown people how to think, so I, I'm not really. I'm not gonna shit on people that are afraid of the vaccine, because I know it's just like it's a touchy subject, honestly. So I mean, you know, some people aren't gonna get it, and you gotta kind of accept that as well. But um. It's definitely something that I've been wanting to get really badly. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, you know what, real quick, what we forgot to talk about for movie and TV? What's that? We forgot to talk about last week, and we're going to forget to talk about this week. <laughs> South Park vac- vaccination special. Oh, my special. God, dude. It we was forgot so to funny. talk about that. Yeah. 
So they did the pandemic special like a few months ago, right? It was like what, like six months ago, maybe. Yeah. And then they just did the vaccination special, the, which was goddamn. The community hilarious. kids with the K because it looks cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you know what was my favorite part about it was when like so it was like all these people waiting in line to get into the super center, to, you know, to get their vaccinations, and they had it set up like a nightclub. Like there's you could hear music from the inside, like blasting. There's a security guard with a black shirt, you know, checking people in to get in. And, like, all these young people are waiting in line or getting turned away. And then, like, the old people roll by, like, in like, their convertible. Hey, losers, we're going to the bar. <laughs> we're going partying. And they're throwing beer bottles at the kids and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, South Park. Trey you Parker never cease to amaze. They go into Q9, too, for a little bit. Oh, for they a tear lot up. Of bit. They tear Q9 up. I won't apart. say for a little bit, but no, they go into yeah. it for a lot of bit. It's mostly sure. what the episode's about. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Mr. Garrison is now not the. He's not he's, Trump he's anymore. He's a teacher again. He's trying to come back as a teacher. Spoiler again. alert. He's a teacher again. <laughs> but I just thought the show was hilarious. Oh, man. All right. But um, also in music news, I wanted to note that. The weekend is celebrating the 10th anniversary of his House of Balloons. Uh, can we play trilogy. some uh, House of Balloons Glass Table Girls while we're at it? Fuck yeah, why not? Bring the oh 707 my. out? Is that what we're doing? House Bring of Balloons. <laughs> I spelled balloons wrong. Apparently, the House of Balloons is actually a real place in uh, Toronto. Really? By the way. It's actually like a real like house. Did you want to which which one what song would you like to play? Uh, let's go, play. House of Balloons, Glass Table Girls. While okay, we're at, cool. while we're over there, here is a little bit of that in honor of this trilogy, and it's getting like a uh, hold on, let me read that off real quick to you before I play it. It's getting a tenth um, anniversary like streaming thing. I don't know if it's gonna be some kind of digital thing, yeah. or you know, extended edition. Real or quick, the House of Balloons is a real place. It's located at sixty five Spencer Ave in Toronto, Ontario. Oh. It is open twenty four hours and I guess it's I don't know what the hell it is, but it's <laughs> a real house. Oh yeah. <laughs> well here's a little bit of that uh, House of Balloons slash glass table girls off the trilogy album. quick i can't not do this so i gotta play a little bit of this cover of dirty diana by michael jackson so good the weekend cover of dirty diana mm -hmm. yeah it's so good this is off volume three of the trilogy 
And one thing I love about the weekend too is he's not afraid to make a long ass song. That's one thing I appreciate no. about him. I saw a, a lot meme, of the songs. I saw here, a like meme about the weekend next next to Bernie Sanders, like in the during the inauguration, it said "Weekend at Bernie's." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You never make me see, so take your head off of me. I know your every move, so won't you please let me be? I've been here times before, but I was too blind to see. That you seduce every man, this time you won't seduce me. She's saying that's okay, hey baby, do what you please. I am the star. Oh my god, that's such a good uh, cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be listening to that shit at work tomorrow. Well, actually, I don't gotta work tomorrow on Tuesday. I mean, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so shout out to the weekend. Um, I can't believe that uh, the trilogy is 10 years old, and I can't believe Nate Dogg's been dead 10 years as well. Like that is insane to me. Time goes by too fast these days, right? Man. I'm telling you. But um, let's see. Um, uh, in news that I don't care about really out of music, Offset and I mean, uh, Sweetie and uh, Quavo broke up, and it was all public on Instagram. Maul shot a shot. That was funny. Um, what else did I see? Uh, John Mayer says he's got a new album recorded and he's working on the mixing and mastering. That's pretty dope. Um, the Isley Brothers versus Earthwind and Fire is the next fucking That's dope. Battle. And then on 420, <laughs> you have Method Man versus Red yep. Man. Yeah. It says there's some sort of rematch coming up, too. They, like, kind of put out, like, a teaser. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I could see it being uh, 2 Chains and Rick Ross again. Because they went, like, they were talking about doing a second one the whole time they were doing the first one. I kind of like, hope it's Beanie Man Bonnie Killer. That would be sweet. Because, like, like, I feel like that or it had to be one with, like, the sound was off. Yeah. Oh, they could, they could should redo RZA versus fucking that uh, would, DJ Premier. That would be the one. That would that be, the, would be the one they should the redo. The sound was kind of crappy in that one. Yeah, that would be sweet. And they easily have 20 more each. So, yeah, hopefully that's what the rematch is. Um, obviously, you had Raekwon and Ghost last night. Um, that was just more Jesse of a celebration. Jesse Faye has never done a versus, right? I don't think so, no. He should. He should get in yeah. that mix. Who would he, he would have gone? I mean, Scott Storch already went, so I'm like I'm trying to think. Like, Scott Storch was sweet too because he was playing a lot of that shit live on piano, so that was pretty fun to see. I would like to see Just Blaze in that too. Um, yeah, Just Blaze has already done it. Well, that's kind of how it started off. Was like Just Blaze and um, and uh, who the fuck was he doing? Just Blaze did it. Just Blaze, not on the actual versus platform. They actually did it live, like. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It was Just Blaze and someone else, and I can't think of the other who the other producer was. Oh, uh, come back to me. Um, anyways, let me mute my dad's call real quick. Um, and I'll yep. call him back later. Um, let's see. Any other um music news that I had down? Justin Bieber's got a new album out that a lot of people are talking about that I don't really care about. I <laughs> do actually really fuck with the Biebs. Well, not really fuck with the Biebs, but I don't mind the Biebs. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, I'll, probably, I'll probably check it out. The Grammys last Sunday were amazing. Silk Sonic. We didn't talk about the Grammys? Awesome. Well, it was last oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, 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 That's yeah, right, so that's we're, right, we're that's leaving right. leaving to go see Yeah, it. Billie Eilish was uh, just praising Megan Thee Stallion's graces. Yep, that was a big winner. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion was a big winner. Beyonce became... 
the most uh, winningest uh, female uh, musician of all time. I think now with 28 years. The baby and Dua Lipa. Dude, the, the, how funny was the baby performance with the fucking old white women just as judges oh my God. singing in the background? Yeah, he, he had like the geriatric <laughs> choir behind him. That was him. so it was great. fucking funny, man. Me and E-Man were howling laughing at that. Um, but yeah, Silk Sonic did an awesome performance of their Leave Silk the Door Sonic Open. Silk Sonic had a dope one. Black Pumas had a dope one. Yeah. Uh, Silk Sonic a, also did a tribute to Little Richard. That I actually was really, really liked Harry Styles' performance, too, to be honest with you. It wasn't, he looked wasn't so, he like he looked looked so stupid that I couldn't he, even like get over it. Like he these, looked, these boas did not fit his suits <laughs> that, at all. I, that I'll give you. I mean, I'm <laughs> looking at his actual music and his actual performance was dope. However, yeah. his outfit was... Uh, yeah, like, it's pretty hey, weird. Bro. Like. The, the suits were okay, but, like, the boa made it look so stupid. Like, it just didn't even, like, it didn't roll with the suit very well. I don't know. No, it wasn't for me. Um, but I can't believe I'm talking about what people's outfits were like. I don't really give a shit about yeah, that. Oh, my God. We, we, we came to that podcast? Is that uh, what we're doing here? But, uh, yeah, there was, like, the trip. I thought the, the farewell section this year was cooler than it's ever been because, obviously, we lost so many legends this year, so there was a ton to talk about. But they had, like, for some of the bigger ones, they had, like, actual performances, like um, – Silk Sonic did theirs to Little Richard. Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes and Chris Martin from Coldplay did um, this Brittany Howard song uh, as part of it. Um, Lionel Richie did the one metal to Kenny, community, Kenny Lodge. The metal Lodge. community was uh, really pissed about the Eddie Van Halen one, the tribute they did. Well, I mean, he it was because his own kid turned it down. So, I mean, I don't know what everyone, anyone could be pissed about. Like, it's his kid I mean, they was like, they could have did better and stuff like that. They could have had somebody else, like one of his boys, do it. Or, yeah, but know, his boy would have paled in comparison to playing guitar at the kid. level of Eddie Van Halen. You know what I mean? I think no, I mean, like, that's why his kid yeah. said he didn't want to do it in the first place, because he said he would not be able to do that song justice. I mean, Eruption is crazy. Right. And they still, they still like, let his guitar solo from Eruption ring off, and they had his little guitar out there, so... I thought it was done pretty well, man. I, I thought the Grammys was pretty sweet this year. Uh, no, I actually really liked the performances. It was very I much set up like Jules. Have you ever seen the late uh, later with Jules Holland? It's like a, Brit- a BBC publication where he he's been doing it for years and years and years. This show's been on forever, but it's kind of that same uh, setup where he like is the the host, and then there's like people set up in a circle, different bands. So as soon as one stops playing, it goes right to the next one. That's kind of how they had the Grammy set up a little bit. They didn't televise all that many awards, really. No, they didn't. So, which is right up the alley for me because I don't like to see long award speeches and all that shit. Bad Bunny uh, lost his twenty. He well, he gave his twenty four seven title away like the day he after did? the day uh, after the Grammys. He gave it away. Yeah, but but by the way, Bad Bunny actually had like one of the better performances of sweet. the Grammys. That was by the way, sweet. I just want to throw really it out there. That That's too. what made me think of him. I, had no, I don't have a goddamn clue what Bad Bunny's saying, but, man, does he make <laughs> it sound cool. <laughs> no, nah, I actually really fuck with Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I do, actually. No, like, he uh, he was on WWE Raw, like, the day, like Monday, and at, like, right after the Grammys, and he gave his belt away to uh, – it was a 24-7 belt, and then he went in and he got beat up by, like, some dude. Did he give it back to Truth or whatever that guy was? R-Truth, yeah, R-Truth, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Didn't give it back to Rosenberg, huh? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Rosenberg. Rosenberg has, like, a whole T-shirt line out that has, like, his picture on it with the belt. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. And people are actually buying them, too. It's funny. But, um, yeah, so let's see. Was there anything else? Let me just do a quick scan to make sure I didn't forget anything that I wanted to talk about. Before we leave you here, um, yeah, I think that was uh, pretty much it. Um, unless you had anything else, man. I don't think so, man. No, I don't think so. All right, well, let's see. How about I'll let you pick what we uh, close the show with tonight? 
Can we close with that Eminem video? Sure, why not? That's <laughs> pretty funny. All right, so there's right. a viral video going around about like a uh, it's a dad and his kid, but the dad is parenting as Eminem. Is it just called parenting as Eminem? I believe so. Should be on YouTube. If not, I can like send it to you real quick. But it's just hilarious. He like freestyles like chores to him. He'll like. Yeah, it's, it's just pretty funny. It all kind of goes back to MGK. Oh, I see it right here. Yep. I've got it. I there got you Eminem go. Parenting. All right, Parenting with Eminem to close out. Thought the video was kind of funny, so let's end this out with you guys. And we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Some kid at school is being mean to me. Like a bully? I've been there before. I used to get harassed daily by this fat kid named D'Angelo Bailey. Grabbed my head and banged it against the urinal till he broke my nose. Soaked my clothes in blood and grabbed me and choked my throat. So what did you do? Well, I decided to fight back and flatten every tire on the bike rack. Well, awesome. <laughs> but, but, like, don't do what I did. Maybe I should write this about him. Oh, well, what would you say about him? Hey, Alex, I bet the girl's uh, because he's not Oh, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice build-up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay. Whoa. Well, that run that back real quick for him. <laughs> run that punchline back. Okay, that was fire. And your mom hates your dad because he cheats on her on business trips. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Whoa, that was fucking, that was fucking dope. I know. I didn't, I didn't think you had it in you. More than Machine Gun Kelly does. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. Wink. <laughs>